read these scriptures right quick. We're going to finish up um, tonight with uh, this last part of these this threefold cord we've been talking about. And um, tonight we're going to talk about when you fast. When you fast. Oh, nobody likes to talk about fasting. But we need, we need fasting in our lives. Uh, Jesus, uh, on the heels of instructing his disciples on how to pray, goes right into, moreover, that's adding some emphasis here. Uh, we've talked about, he's talked to them, you know, I've talked to you about how you should give. I've talked to you about how you should pray and the attitude you should have, the, the motivation behind it. And, you know, boy, giving and praying, we're good. But moreover, something else. When you fast, now evidently he knew, because he's going to address it, that fasting had gotten out of control and out of the lanes of what had been established for the people. And they were abusing it, using it for their own reward. He says, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites, of a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast verily I say unto you they have their reward now when I read this I I wonder because a hypocrite is somebody who says one thing and does another they're only making an appearance to fast because they feel like hey if you're starving you're going to look sad so they disfigure their face. He says, don't be like the hypocrites who say, but don't do. Because they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. We want the reward, the, the honor that people will give us, the recognition that people would give us. Uh, because, oh, look how holy they are because they're fasting. But we don't really want to miss a meal. He said, Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So when you fast, look your best. So you don't appear... In other words, he, I don't want you looking like these other people. I don't want, because I've told you how they look when they appear to fast. I don't want you looking like that. I want a distinction between those who are really fasting and those who are not. And those who are in it for their gain and those who are in it for heaven. And so tonight we're going to talk about when you fast. Let's pray together right now and ask God for understanding and wisdom in this tonight. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word. Knowing tonight that your instruction, the entrance of your word, giveth understanding and giveth light. Tonight, God, let it just fill us in good ground so we can grow, be better. Lord, we want to be more like you. We want to see that reward from heaven tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm thankful for fasting. I'm thankful for fasting. Praise God. You can be seated and maybe...
it's you're like, well, what a strange statement that would be for anybody walking in the door. I'm thankful for fasting. But once you have seen the things that fasting can do, uh, you understand that uh, it's needed in our walk. It's, um, uh, can I say to you that it's the most important thing to do? No, but uh, Jesus is not going to mention this uh, if it's not important. He's not going to remind his disciples and people uh, that there's an expectation of that along with uh, giving and praying. He's taught a great lesson and, and, and brought forth a lot of principles there in that, this passage of Scripture. And fasting was not left out. I'm sure somebody probably said, we could have went all day without this part of the message. Because <laughs> uh, now that you've said it, we're going to have to do it. <laughs> well, reminding us tonight that we're talking about three things here, and we are taking the, the principle of Ecclesiastes 4 and 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. So that two, of course, is better than one. We know the scripture says that, but he says a threefold cord is not easily broken. We've talked about giving, praying, and fasting. Incorporating these things, three things together in our walk is going to make us better. It is going to make us stronger because we are surely going to be tested. We are going to be tried. We are going to be tempted. We have got to live life, and life happens. And that means that heartache happens and, and uh, tragedies happen and uh, all kind of things come our way. And we don't want to be, I understand the need to be broken before God. That's not what this is talking about. He's talking about when a cord is broke, it's not... It can't hold anything anymore. It's, it's lost its purpose. And so I don't want to lose my purpose. So if I can do anything to strengthen myself, uh, I'm going to do it with God's Word. And these three uh, actions are straight from the mouth of the Lord. And so with that in mind, we have reminded ourselves of what Mark 4 and 20 teaches us, that the Word of God is that seed that's sown, and when it finds good ground such as hear the word and receive it, and they will bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. And so knowing that we will reap according to how we sow, if we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly, if we sow abundantly, we reap abundantly, knowing that this word is supposed to instill faith in me. So I'm supposed to have faith in fasting. I have faith in prayer. I have faith in giving. Oh, when I give, it's going to be given back. That's faith, statement of faith. We do it every Sunday. I have faith in prayer. When you pray, you shall receive these things. I believe that. So why not faith in fasting? Because it is part of it as well. I need to have faith in fasting. When I read what it says fast can come from fasting, I should say, hey, it's just like, hey, I just read that if we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. You know what? I believe that. And when I read that if I fast and do it according to Scripture that the Lord is going to see me and reward me, I have faith in that, that God is going to acknowledge that and accept that as long as I am fasting according to the way the Scripture says to fast. So these three verses that 
Jesus, you know, this the smallest uh, part of the message. He gave a little more to giving and a little more to praying. And just three verses right here. Just, hey, let me remind you about fasting. They're straightforward, practical. They're not even principle. They're just, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is it. There's, he says, when you fast, a couple of times. He mentions when you fast, so in other words, expectation for us to fast, yeah. and an expectation that is full of promise, yeah. that if we do these things, God is going to reward us. Right. So now, let's just talk about fasting. Fasting is hard. Yeah. Right. You know why? Because we love food. Yeah. And uh, food, if there's anything, number one, that makes our flesh happy, it's food. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, things that people get involved in that, you know, drinking and drugging and smoking and doping and all these kind of things, that affects their flesh. But let me tell you something. People love food. They love to eat. They make careers out of food. They, they become chefs. They, you know, they, they work in food industry. They grow food. They eat food, they prepare food, they decorate food, they, food is everywhere. They create dishes with food. There's restaurants everywhere. Yeah. That's got to be one of the number one businesses in the world, restaurants everywhere. You can't walk down through downtown, it's just either side of the street where you want to eat, just take your pick. Fasting's hard. People love food. We need food to live. It's natural. I mean, we, you know, we don't need as much food as we eat. I know I don't need as much food as I eat. <laughs> I like food. I like good tasting food. There's a lot of things. I can't write down all the foods I like. I like food. I, it'd be easier to create a list of things I don't like. So um, I like food. Uh, the desire to fast is there. People want to fast. Uh, we read about it. We see what the Bible says can happen when we fast. Oh, I want that. That's a reward. I want that. I want blessings. I want things to happen in my life. And sometimes I've got to have fasting. So we desire it. But guess what? Desire doesn't bring the reward. The action of fasting is what brings the reward. You can desire to fast all week. You can desire it for 40 days. A desired fast ain't the same as a, a fast that has been Carry it out. Right. Uh, oh, but I just want it so badly. Then do it because it's something you've got to have happen. He did not say when you desire to fast, enter into your closet or you know wash your face and anoint your head. He said when you fast, when you actually do the action. This uh, right along with what uh, when Peter was so and they were so sleepy in the garden, and he said, "Come on, I want you to pray." And well, they just nodding off, and he's like. You know, I'm sure that he saw and he meant what he said when he said the spirit is indeed willing. Yeah. I, I know that inside y'all want to do this, but your flesh is weak. And so they were finding a place to lay their head and they were nodding off. And it's the same way with fasting. People want to fast because the Bible says to. And, you know, man, Jesus fasted 40 days and the servant is not greater than his master. I need to be fast. I need to be following the example of Jesus. But let's just hope that people don't remember that we're supposed to fast. 
If I can be along in a group of people who don't fast, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> but when you are in a church full of people or you go somewhere and they're, they're talking about all these fasts they are going on, man, you're talking about getting under conviction. Man, you know, you're thinking, I can't hardly miss a meal. And here they're talking about, I'm going to fast 40 days. And I'm not talking about a 40-day staged fast like we do. I'm talking about people who fast 40 days. And so... Uh, the uh, fasting is biblical and if it's going to be done I think it should be done biblically in the Bible fasting is either it's the complete or partial absence of food and drink for a period of time not always the same amount of time it's not convenient again it's not easy it affects how you feel in your flesh. Yeah. It makes you tired. It'll make you grumpy. It'll cause you to, you know, just be, I'm talking about weary in your mind. Where you, you know, it's hard to think. Uh, it can uh, cause you to get depressed. Cause you to feel like sleeping for three or four days. <laughs> I just sleep this fast. You know, you can't just sleep your fast away. You've got to... Got to fast. You know, I said, oh, I'm going to fast from midnight to six in the morning. <laughs> so, and because of that, here's the thing. I was talking with somebody about this not too long ago, and, and actually, Brother Elijah mentions, just briefly touched on this in his message on Sunday. But if we're going to fast, it should be biblical. But see, we fast, and we treat fasting as a principle. And so we substitute for things that we can handle giving up. But biblical fasting was always food and water. Even they made animals fast, food and water. And so I'm not saying that people that do you know, well, I'm, I'm taking a social media fast. Hey, that's great. Because we could unplug from that and it would do us all a little good to get off that for a while. But you know one thing that you can't really do? You can't escape media. Because there's radios. And there's TVs. And there's cell phones. And there's, there's you know, podcasts. There's just, there's, there's just so much media. is everywhere. And so... Like Elijah mentioned the other day, preaching, he said, you know, people say, well, I'm going to fast Facebook, but then they sit on the couch eating a cheeseburger watching Netflix. So, and I've had this same, I believe I was talking with you, Sister Jamie, when we were riding to Because of the Times, and I said, you know, it's easy for us sometimes to, to do things like that because, you know, we can. We pick things that, well, I'm a little bored of Facebook anyway. Maybe I'll just come off of it for a week. But when you fast food and drink, you are going to be affected. It's going to happen. It's going to affect your flesh. It is going to make your flesh get a little weaker. It's going to help you. And if you keep pushing through it, and I'm going to get to this in a minute, it can't all be just the flesh in a fast. If a flesh is the only thing involved in a fast, there's problems. Because the spirit is what's going to bring the reward of the fast. But you get your 
flesh under subjection and learn how to uh, not just say no to food, but you'll learn to say no to things that tempt you, things that fight against you. You'll learn to get your flesh under subjection. So if we would fast the Bible way, what would happen? Because I believe that fasting, just like I believe we ought to pray like the way the Bible teaches us to pray, we, we don't change that because yeah. we believe that everything we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name of Jesus. We believe in sticking to these things. Uh, we believe that we should give, be a cheerful giver, give a free will. You know, we believe what the Bible says about giving, what it says about praying. We should believe what it says about fasting. Right. And so uh, I wonder what kind of results we would really see if we started fasting according to the way Scripture is. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with corporate fasting because there's examples of it in the Scripture. Um, but people will take this, what Jesus said, and say, say I don't believe them fast y'all do every year because uh, people should know you're fasting. Well, they, don't, they shouldn't know about your individual fasting life. You don't have to tell everybody about that, and you shouldn't. Why, why would you? But sometimes people are going to know, hey, if you're, I've said this before, if you're married and your wife has made a meal, and she's like, come on, sit down and eat. I'm just not hungry. You can't, well, you, you lie. You are hungry, but you're fasting. So you go, you know, you, your spouse is going to know when you're fasting. It's, you're not, hey, honey, you see what kind of husband you got because I'm fasting today. You made that great pot roast, but not me. I'm going to get in the closet, and I'm going to pray so y'all can hear me, and I'm going to fast, and y'all know about it. And while y'all eating that good, you know, that ain't what you do. Your spouse is going to know, but you don't broadcast it. You, you do it, you know, you know if, you're, if you work a job and you're on your job, you don't, uh, hey, come on, you can sit with us at lunch. Oh, no, I'm fasting. You know, but a lot of times people don't know whether you're fasting for health reasons or, or spiritual reasons, but uh, we want to make sure that we are fasting biblically, yeah, by the Bible. <laughs> I tell you, sometimes this mouth don't work. Um, we want to make sure that we're doing it right. And I just can't see anything wrong with doing it according to Scripture. Now, again, if you give, if you... Or like, and young people do this, and especially youth groups. And I, I think anything that you do and give up, and you really consecrate it, and say, "Hey, God, this week I am completely off, except for taking phone calls. I'm not on social. I'm not on Facebook, Instagram, any of that. I'm not, you know, watching any movies. I, I mean, I am unplugging from media. I'm going to read and study and pray more than I have, um, and I'm doing this unto you." I think God will honor that time because any time you, you set aside for him, God's going to meet you, and I believe he'll honor that. He will see that you're making a sacrifice. But I still have a little problem calling that a fast because it's just not biblical. It's not food and drink. Sure, you can say, well, I'm fasting media. Well, you're coming off of it, and if you want to use the word fasting, that's fine. I'm not going to you know, say you're just dead wrong for doing that, but we need to start saying, hey, if I'm going to fast, I want to fast like they did in the Scripture. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to pray like they did. 
I want to see miracles like they did. Well, then I need to do what they did. And I think that we should start looking more and more at fasting according to Scripture. And, you know, food is great. We love food. We eat way too much of it. And most food today is not really very good for you. We were laughing kind of about that the other day, uh, how we say a blessing over food that we know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the Lord's like, oh, boy. This is like, you know, it's like turning water into wine because to make this chili dog actually nourish my body is something that that is a miracle within itself. So uh, so I've never seen nobody walk on water, but we believe we've seen him make onion rings healthy. So, uh, you know, how many Christian people have bowed their head to pray at the varsity? Come on. So, uh, you know, and they hadn't died, so maybe God's doing something. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, and, and that's, that's funny, but it's true. You know, food, food today uh, is appealing. It's just not very healthy. It tastes good, but it's not good for you. Uh, but we need to remember what Jesus said. One little line he made just over a few verses in Matthew 6 and 25. He said, it's not the life more than meat. We, you know, we think, I can't live without food. But he's saying, isn't, because he, he knew people were so worried about, hey, where am I going to get my clothing? Where am I going to get my food? Where is this going to, how am I going to, and it, he makes this statement, isn't your life more than food? And so he's saying, you know, of course he's talking about God providing needs and we need to seek first the kingdom of God. But what he's saying there is true. Our life is more, you know, the, we, we always say you are what you eat. Now, that was a slogan come up with years ago because what you take in does affect your body. But our life is actually more than that because we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so fasting is words that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I want to have a fast in my life, a fasting life, because Jesus said you should when you fast. It's hard because we love food but food brings trouble sometimes. If you eat too much of it, you're in trouble. If you eat the wrong kinds of it, you're in trouble. If you have certain conditions in your body, you know what I'm talking about. There's some, certain things you can't have. It might taste good. It might look good. You might be watching other people just enjoy it. But if you eat it, you go into the emergency room. So, uh, hey, Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. And now all mankind suffers from their appetites. Yeah, yeah. What about Esau? I'm dying. You just ate breakfast five hours ago. You dying. But I've been hunting. I've been in the field. I drugged this deer. I cleaned it up and getting. I'm, oh, I'm dying. Well, give me your birthright. Sold his birthright for a bowl of beans, you know. And just had to have something. Just I, I got to have it. No, but he didn't. And see, so it was just—it's just showing the appetite of flesh is what's going on. Is that he was—he you know, was not dying. He was not going to die. And I promise you, all he would have to do if—if if, if Jacob was going to be that way, he could have went out. I know his mama would have fixed him something, or his daddy something. There was 
or he could have just cooked what he killed and ate himself, but he was not going to die. But we feel like, got to have it. I got to have, got to have, it's because I enjoy eating. I don't, I don't want to feel famished. I don't want to feel weak. I want food. So fasting's hard, but it is doable because Jesus said it was, because he set forth the example that it was. As a matter of fact, when we talk about uh, seeing we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, you know, there's a bunch of fasting people in that great cloud of witnesses. Yeah, when you read their stories and read their lives, you'll find places where they fasted, where they did without food, where they did uh, uh, prayed and called on God, and they knew they had to get his attention, so they would fast. So, but the reason that many can't faithfully fast is the same reason that they can't faithfully diet because there's no spiritual connection. This is what I was talking about earlier, that fasting cannot only be something in your flesh because if it's just your flesh, then it is a diet. Fasting is an action of the flesh but the flesh is incapable of spiritual results unless the Spirit of God is involved. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So when you fast, but you don't have any God connection, you're on a diet. And the Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And if the Spirit of God is not involved in it, you'll stop. You'll give up. You'll give in. You... you but let me tell you, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. And if you will pray when you're fasting, that's the spiritual connection. And that's why you can't just, hey, I'm fasting. Oh, man, well, when are you praying? Oh, I'm praying. I'm just fasting. Oh, then it's for your health. You're trying to lose weight or you're trying to get better. Oh, no, I won't see God move. But you're not talking to Him about anything. You just... Oh, see, and that's the same way. People start a diet. It's all about their flesh. I got to lose weight. I want to look better. I'm trying to do this, do that. But, oh, I just walked down that aisle of the grocery store, and there was, you know, three musketeers, or there was the ice cream, and there's the donuts. And, and I, you know, I'm just, you know, you're like Cookie Monster on a rampage, man. You just you stuff in your face. All of a sudden, you, you find yourself, uh, I just can't diet. So you know what we do instead of diet now? Change our eating habits. Well, because I, oh, I still get to have food, but it's supposed to be better for me. It's better to find an eating plan than diet, you know. So what we call the diet, and that's the same thing that's happened in fasting. Help us, Lord. Listen, I, I'm, I, I believe you, because I, I have. Done this, I've promoted this. I've said, hey, we're going to do 40 days of fasting. And everybody's like, oh, but then when you tell them, oh, but you get to eat. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. But then you start saying, but we're going to take away fried food. Oh, no sugar, no fast food. Just shoot up here amongst us. (laughs) Listen. You're going to still get to eat, and we're still whining because I can't have chicken. Yeah, you can. It just can't be fried. Oh, you mean I get to... Isn't it funny how we have conditioned ourselves? And we, listen, 
we've done that 40 days, and, and we have said we're going to do this unto the Lord, and, and maybe in some fault, small faction God has seen that and blessed that. But lately and more and more, God has impressed on me, hey, uh, if you're going to fast, why don't you just do it like you do everything else from the Scripture, follow my word. And so I may never, ever do another 40-day fast because I don't know that I can do a 40-day fast. I don't know if my body can handle it. Uh, but uh, I want to make sure I understand what's happening here is that uh, we have changed fasting. We have smushed it and turned it and pushed it and did this, that, and the other to it to say, hey, now I can handle 40 days. It's amazing that we get all the way to that last week of that 40-day fasting, last five days where it's liquid only. What can I blend up to make liquid? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, people are drinking peas and chicken. And hey, I have people like, oh, yeah, I put it in that puree thing and just... And you're trying to figure out, can I have the oh, oh, soup? Uh, I'm trying to miss them noodles, but it's, uh, it's, it's liquid. You know, we, well, we are all around it, trying to, trying to endure that. But all we've done is appeased our flesh. And so I want to make sure that when I fast, that I am doing it according to Scripture. If my flesh, I'm not talking about, okay, when I say, if my flesh is not suffering, then I don't think I'm really fasting. I do not mean that I'm upset because I can't have a hamburger. That's not what I'm talking about, my flesh is suffering. I'm talking about if I'm not feeling the effects of what's going on, if I am not pushing back cravings and and if you know let me tell you you're gonna fast you're gonna get a headache because your body's gonna start detoxing and you you know you're gonna you know if you drink three or four cups of coffee a day and you go to fasting you're gonna feel it that's or if you big on sugar and you go to fasting you're gonna feel it because these things you know they they set up in your body and you you think hey they're keeping me going but whew, when they go you feel like i'm about to take my last breath your body's going to have to get adjusted to not having all that stuff in it. Uh, so that's one thing, your flesh. Uh, but in that, while we're praying, and we're praying, the Bible says, building ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And while we're praying, like the Scripture says we ought to, and you pray, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. How many times do you read in the Scripture that, even before they were filled with the Holy Ghost, that when the Spirit of God would come on them, how even in situations that seemed impossible, they would get strength and they would uh, they were able to go through and do things and do great great acts. And well, that hadn't changed. The Holy Ghost will keep you during a fast. When I first got into church, man, I didn't know nothing. I, but Sister Newkirk. She said, she told me, she said, Brother Ed, if you're going fast, she said, I didn't even know that scripture was in the Bible. I thought it was just her advice. She said, wash your face and, and put some oil on your head. And so when I would fast, I'd get up that morning, I'd wash my face, I get some oil. 
I'd dot that head, and I would fast. And I, would, I worked loading and unloading trucks, and I would, you know, I was like, well, and she, she told me, don't try to start out big, you know, just do, you know, you're starting out. And so I, I said, I'm going to do a three-day, I said, three days, I, I got that, three days. And, but I would pray, Lord, I've got to work. And this, and I mean, I was, we, I wasn't using a forklift. This was a hand unloading and loading trucks. So it was very physical. I never, ever had to call in sick from it. I didn't slack down on my production at work. I would pray. I thought, I wouldn't, and, I, and see, I'm telling you this now, this is past. This is not to pin the rose on me or anything. I'm just telling you, all I need to do is what they told me you did in the scripture. Now, when you fast, you don't eat or drink. So I wasn't drinking water. I'd go to the water fountain, I'd get a mouthful of water and rinse my mouth out and spit it out because my mouth was so dry I couldn't understand it. And um, I would do that, and, and I'd, I'd made it through. I would make it through, and I'd be like, wow. You know, and God helped me with that. And so that's what I'm trying to tell you, that there is a spiritual side to fasting. There is an action that is done in the flesh where you say, ah, that's it, I'm stopping any input. But you've got to pray and be in that word, and be in touch with God, or it is simply a diet, and you will quit. <laughs> you won't make it. Uh, you, you will not make a 40-day fast under your own steam. It's going to be God. And so uh, we need that, or either you're getting some food somewhere. It's happening. You know, you know, I've seen people eat so many Tic Tacs in their life. Well, I don't want a breath to stay. I want fasting breath. Hey, you know, you ever said, oh, i got fasting breath? Well, you do. Let me tell you, you go without that food, yeah, it, you won't be up close and personal with nobody right then and there. And so uh, brush your teeth, rinse your mouth out, spit, don't drink that mouthwash, don't eat that toothpaste. <laughs> You're just chewing on them toothbrush. <laughs> Trying to get something out of it. Fast. Yes. It's the absence. It's the absence of stuff going into your stomach, yeah. the absence of it. So don't use bad breath as a result to eat a roll of mints. Just uh, you've, you know, brush your teeth. I, I believe in people, uh, you know, you'll be knocking people out while you're fasting. Just brush your teeth. You can bathe. That's fine. You're just going to be, you're going to do without food and things. So uh, we do that. We need the Spirit of God involved in our fasting because it does work. You know, Paul said in Romans 12 and 1 that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Well, fasting is a sacrifice. You're giving up some things. You're, you're sacrificing your, your flesh for a period of time. It could be a day. It could be two days, three days. It could be 20 days, 21 days, 40 days. It's, whatever. it's, it's up to you and the Lord. But... You give that day up unto God, even if it's one day. Don't say, well, it's just a one-day fast. I don't really need to pray. Yes, you do. Yes. Pray because you want, well, I can do one day without eating. That's right, you can. And so that's all you did. You need to pray and read and make sure there's some time set for you and God during that fast. You have to have connection with God during a fast or it is not a biblical fast. So prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer is that. So when you fast, he brought this in. Jesus brings it in after we pray. 
So fasting, praying is part of the accord. We want that, that three chords. We want it in there. Prayer is our spiritual connection. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul is addressing uh, the relationship of husbands and wives and uh, how that here's what they have. I'm trying to get out of this one real quick. Uh, but he's talking about that the man has power over the woman's body, the woman has power over the man's body. And he says, defraud you not one for others, except to be with consent for a time so you can give yourselves to fasting and prayer. So you can't just fast. Now you can pray and have prayer time and you don't have to be fasting. But when you are fasting, prayer has got to be accompanied with that. There's got to be a crying out to God a reaching out to God. There's got to be a God thing going on if it is really a fast. So he said, so you can give yourselves to fasting prayer and come together again that Satan does not tempt you for your incontent. Yeah, that. That word, whatever it says. So prayer is the connection. We know that Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21, that this thing right here can only go out. It can't be conquered but by prayer and fasting. So there is a coupling there. There are some things that happen just by prayer. Some things have to have prayer and fasting. Uh, but there is one thing that anytime you are fasting, there's got to be prayer. Yeah. It's got to be there. Fasting alone, again, that's just a diet. They're hard and hardly ever carried out. So we need to make sure that we're doing more than dieting. We are fasting. I actually think it's more correct to say it like this, that we add fasting to our prayer life. Because fasting doesn't exist on its own. you, You see that. That if all you're doing is going without food and water, but you're not praying, reading, studying, crying out to God, seeking God's face for something, you're just doing without food and water. So it's more correct to say we add fasting. Maybe that's why he put it last on this list uh, you know, of giving, praying, fasting. We add fasting to these things, uh, and it helps us. You know, um, you remember when they, they asked the disciples, when I asked Jesus, how come your disciples don't fast? He said, well, they're not going to fast as long as they have the bridegroom, but the day's coming when he'll be taken away, and in that day they'll fast. But at that time, they were praying. They were praying for the sick and seeing them healed. They were praying and devils were being cast out. And they were, you know, so they, they had a prayer life. He said, There's coming time fasting will be added to that. Uh, so we already have a prayer life. What happens when we add fasting to that? The Bible says for us to pray without ceasing, but it does not tell me to fast without ceasing. Thank goodness. Because you would die. But when you add fasting to your prayer life, you have strengthened. Uh, and you, you're headed toward 30, 60, 100 fold of reward because now you are by faith adding uh, to, your, to your walk with God, to the spiritual side of your walk with God. Fasting will increase that. You say, well, can I, you know, some people are like, well, am I going to go to hell if I don't fast? I don't know. I hope that you'll be strong enough on just praying and believing and existing. But I think that any believer ought to have some part of their life where they're fasting. 
I'm not going to, there's nowhere that says he that believeth, baptized, and fast is saved. That's not scripture, so I can't, I'm not going to tell you that, but you're going to have a hard time uh, or a harder time maybe than you need to because you won't fast. If there are some things that can only come forth and be broken and done in with by prayer and fasting, what is still beating us up that could be gone if we simply added fasting? Oh, I pray for this and pray for this and pray for this and nothing's happened. And fasting, sitting on the bench going, put me in, coach. <laughs> put me in, coach. <laughs> Your star player sitting on the bench. He needs to get out there and help the team. So... Uh, there are plenty of places in the scripture where there are fasting successes. Moses went up onto the mountain 40 days, no food or water, comes back down with the Ten Commandments. Got his face shining, all kind of neat things going on. Great. Esther is now chosen by the king, and, but her people are in peril. Haman is determined to wipe them out. And when she finds out that she's not going to be spared just because she's in the king's house, she tells Mordecai, I said, look, you get everybody to pray for me. Next three days, nobody's eating or drinking. Three days, three nights, nobody's eating. She's not eating or drinking. She's fasting three days and three nights. She goes before the king, lays all this out. Her people are saved. Hannah in 1 Samuel 1 and 7 weeping and would not eat. She gets to the temple and prays, and she's not even speaking words, just moving her lips, you know, praying in her heart, and God blesses her with a son, this child I prayed for. Cornelius, in the book of Acts, the Bible says he gave alms, he was a giver, prayed always, feared God, and when he's recounting what he did, when he's talking to Peter about how the angel came to him, he says, well, I had been fasting. I already had given and praying in my life. I just decided that this day I'm going to fast. And on that day of fasting, whew, here comes the messenger of the Lord sent for Peter. Peter, he's going to tell uh, you and your house words whereby you can be saved. And so we see uh, great success there. Salvation come to him through prayer and fasting. Nineveh, hey, Jonah just preached and said God's going to destroy us. Oh, wait a second. Let's see if we can turn God's mind around here. Let's see if we can get him to back off of this. The king declares it, gets in sackcloth and ashes, and not just him, but the whole city, all the people, animals included. Nobody's eating, nobody's drinking, and he said, and we're going to cry out to God. And so, you see, it wasn't just that the whole city went on a diet. They went on a fast, and they cried to God. The word of God, faith. They heard the preached word of God, responded to the preached word of God in prayer and fasting, and God spared the city. So we fast. So we can break strongholds, like Jesus said in Matthew 17 and 21. Uh, in Ezra, this is one of my favorite scriptures about fasting, just because, I don't know, there's something about the word, and I just like this attitude that he had here uh, in Ezra 8, 21. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might afflict ourselves. You see, afflict. It's going to not, nobody wants to be 
afflicted, but he said we'll afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us, for our little ones, and for all our substance. We're fasting so we can find the right way. We can find out what God wants for us. He says, for I was ashamed to require the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. So we fasted, sought God, and God answered. God blessed us. God took care of us. So when we want to seek the right way, when we want to find out what we should do, fasting. These are people that said, hey, more than just crying out, more than just, but we want to let God know we're serious about this. Uh, Here I am. It's in the right attitude. It's for the right reasons. God, we need your help. In Acts chapter 9, uh, verses 7 through 9, you'll read about Paul, who after he had been given the revelation of Christ, and now he's struck blind, he's laying on the earth. Uh, Saul arose from, verse 8 says, he arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was three days without sight, and neither did he eat nor drink. He said, well, he wasn't doing anything. He just, he's just sad because he's blind. Verse 11, said, the Lord said, you need to go find him because he's praying. So he was fasting and he was praying because he wanted to see what he was going to do. And, and uh, God's telling Ananias, he said, uh, you need to go because he's a chosen vessel. He's going to uh, bear my name and I'm going to show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. This is all the things that Paul finds out after he spends three days fasting and praying to God. You want to answer sometimes. I'm not hearing anything. Maybe it's time to fast. Maybe it's time to get back to what the Bible says about fasting. Of course, again, we know that in Acts chapter 10, how that Peter was, um, he was actually up on the roof praying. Wasn't eating. Just He was praying. He was uh, he got hungry, but before he could do anything, God started showing him a vision. So praying and fasting will bring uh, direction. He's letting Peter know where he's about to go. He goes to a man that's praying and fasting, and God puts the two together, and the door to the Gentiles, the gospel being preached to the Gentiles is opened, and we see prayer and fasting heavily involved in that situation. wonder what kind of doors could open in our city if we prayed and fasted. We're like, oh, we want to we reach our campus. Well, we're praying, I know, but what if we were fasting? We want to see you know, this happen here in our town. Well, what if we were praying and fasting? So it's not taking anything away from prayer, but the Lord said fasting, you can't bench fasting. You can't just put it on the back burner and act like it doesn't exist. Uh, if, if you love food so much that you can't fast, there's a problem there, and we need to make sure uh, now, I understand in this life that we have people with conditions and medical things, and, and man, if they don't have food, this and that and other things can happen. I get that, uh, but I believe that there's ways to work around it because I believe God will take care of his people, and if they wanted to fast, even if they could only fast a meal, that there's ways they could do it without hurting themselves or causing themselves some great medical uh, condition going on. So now, uh, getting ready to close, we're going to go back to Matthew 
and just look at what Jesus said. Just again, because I said it's very, it was actually very just the mechanics of fasting. It was wasn't a principle. It was just practical. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. Um, you don't act like the hypocrites. He, he's telling us that our attitude and our motives of fasting must be right. Don't get stuck in verse 16 with the wrong, you're fasting but you got the wrong motives and you got the wrong attitude, you'll stay right there. Because he says, there's a reward. Verse 16 has a reward and verse 18 has a reward. Make sure that you just completely bypass 16 and go straight into 17 and 18. This is what I want to do when I fast. I want to have, I want to wash my face, anoint my head. That's, that's saying I, I want to be acceptable in front of the Lord. Yeah. You know, one place before he came down in the Old Testament, he told he said, tell them to wash their clothes and get ready. I'm coming down to be among them. So uh, he said, prepare yourself to spend time with God. Get yourself ready for that. Get it, be your best. Be different than the rest of the people. Do what you've got to do. And then verse 18, my goal is to be rewarded by him. And if you say, oh, I don't want to say I want a reward. I do. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to be rewarded by God. I want that reward, whatever it might be. I want that in my life. If it's uh, strength for me to stand and be strong, if it breaks chains of, you know, uh, addiction or whatever in people's lives or if it helps them to overcome temptations whatever it is they want that people have been praying for things to happen man I'm praying I believe God hears my prayer but why ain't anything happening and, and we just play it off as well you know it's God's timing and I believe in God's timing but, but there are some times that I believe hey it ain't happening because we're not fasting because there are some just think about those disciples I want to know what, what it looked like when they were trying to cast that devil out of that kid. Because it said, I brought them to him. They couldn't do nothing. I wonder if it was like it is in church sometimes today. Shaking him all over the place. Pouring oil on his head. You know, all kind of things. I don't know what they did. Getting louder and getting louder. You know, and nothing's happening. Now we... I'm sure they probably like, hey, now we've been around things like this before, man. It was just like this. What's going on? Well, here comes Jesus rolling up. And you can't just say it was, it was the timing. He let them know. The reason is some things in this type only comes forth by prayer and fasting. Yeah. And so I'm giving you an example. Now, you couldn't really hold them fully responsible because they're not fasting yet. Yeah. He said, this is all for your learning. Yeah. This was school. This was on-the-job training. They weren't fasting yet. Jesus had already said, they're not going to fast while I'm here. But when I'm gone, they're going to have to do these things. Yeah. That's why it'll be important for them to pray and to fast. Then, right now, they're not fasting. And so, but he let them know, this is what it takes. And so I want to have the right attitude. I want to do what I'm supposed to do when I'm praying and fasting. I want to end with this, honey, if you want to come, come on up to the music. tonight In Isaiah... 58. There's some very important scripture concerning what he, he feels like the, the fast that he, the Lord has laid out and, and how people felt like they were okay. This is, a, this is a, the thing. Uh, I think I told you to start at verse 3 when I put this down, but 
Um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to start actually at the first verse. This is just two other verses. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. And then the Lord says, They seek me daily, delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. They're acting like everything's fine and that they haven't forsook the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice and they take delight in approaching God. And then they question God, wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? In other words, they're saying, you know, we're fasting, we're doing all this, and how come you're not doing anything? And he says, behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. You fast for strife and debate, the smite with the fist of wickedness, and then he said, you will not fast as you do this day and make your voice heard on high. That's not going to get you an answer. So you see how they felt like they were okay. And they wondering why God ain't doing anything. But he said, because there's a way to fast. He said, but you're finding pleasure. You're finding ways around your fast. You're saying you're fasting, but you're still doing, you know, that's like, you know, if I decide to go on a fast during the middle of hunting season, I'm not going hunting while I'm fasting. I'm not going to go sit in a tree for five or six hours. I'm fasting. I'm just looking for a deer. I ain't thinking about the Lord or nothing. I'm looking for a deer. I'm not going to exact my pleasures on that day. I'm not, you know, well, I'm fasting, but I'm going to the Georgia game Saturday. I'm not going to go sit in the stands of a game. I'm not going to do all this thing while I'm fasting. I may go to work because I got to go to work and the boss don't let you off for fasting. So I got to go to work. But uh, these are people who are looking to just do anything else, you know, something to take their mind off. They're fasting. He said, Is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul, bow down his head as a bulrush, spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? And then he said, the Lord says, this is the fast. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seek the naked and thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily, and your right your righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If you take away from the midst of thee the yoke, putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, and if you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. Make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. 
Hey, look what will happen if we just start fasting according to the way God wants us to fast. How many miracles, signs, and wonders are we going to see? How, how, how many things uh, are, are going to happen and take place? Strongholds coming down. And, and then he's talking about people seeing things are going to be repaired, things are going to be restored, things are going to be built back up. That's open reward. People are going to see things are different in your life. They're going to see that things happen when you pray. They're going to see things going on. Uh, in your walk with God, that's open reward. And some of these things will only come by fasting. What will happen when we fast according to the Scripture? So, I'm not again, I'm not against people laying aside social media, things like that, and doing it unto the Lord. Whatever you find to do, do it with your might. If that's hey, if, if you want to do that, do that. But when you're fasting, you ought to get off that stuff anyway, so that you don't get caught up spending three or four hours on social media instead of three or four hours in prayer, or reading, or study, or time with the Lord. So let's stand together tonight. I hope that these threefold chord. I hope these three chords. You know, I hope you got something out of these lessons. And I haven't taught this in a couple of years, maybe longer than that, but I do believe that they're faith builders, strength builders, and that they're going to help us in our walk. So let's make it, you know, be intentional about our giving, our praying, our fasting, and we're going to see God do some great things. Tonight, why don't you just come find a place at the altar for a few moments and just ask the Lord to help you to see these things, to obey these things. And then you can be dismissed tonight after your prayer. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being in Bible study tonight.
make sure I remind everyone about the banquet Friday night 7 o'clock is that right 7.30 7 7 o'clock so Friday night and there will be child care provided so if you've got your kids bring them they'll take good care of them we'll have a great time so uh, and and the the babysitting is for donations for missions for missions right so child care donations for missions appreciate helping with that all that's coming right along appreciate Everyone being so generous and giving and and helping these young ladies get to where they're going. God bless you. Have a great night. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.